1: are you ready for the word praising this is pastor pearson of word of faith Christian center here in sunny san antonio texas a bible believing bible teaching church where jesus christ is lord and you'll never be bored i want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to the prayer It's being a blessing to you and yours so sit back and relax as i bring a message from the word of god just for you but well, please 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 have an ear to hear what the lord is about to say because if you do i guarantee that you'll be blessed today so, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints to God, God has opened a door of opportunity for us to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with Him. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is made available to us, not many of us have and enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. One of the reasons why, is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. God's Word, which you know is our instruction manual, tells us that there are things that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. There are pathways that we can follow that'll get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate, personal relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So come on, let's learn about some of those pathways that'll get us there. That is, into a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes.
2: How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. And get ready for this word I'm about to give to thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good word that's going to come straight to you from the Father that truly, truly, truly does love you. So if I were you, I'd have an ear to hear what he's about to say to you, because I'm telling you, you're about to be blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. Because God, our Father, has been sharing with us what he wants us to know so that we can be able to increase our intimacy as he desires it to be so. God desires us to increase our intimacy with him, get closer to him, to know him better than we ever did before, understand what he has in store so that we can be able to move into so much more. Today is your day if you're going to have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you, and you're going to become firm in what you're about to do so that you can move forward into the things that God's got planned for you. So if I were you. I'd have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you, and you're going to be blessed today in Jesus' name. We're going to read our foundational text, then we'll move on into today's information, which is flat out real good. Matthew chapter 3, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Starting with verse 13, it reads, Then cometh of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, our brother like none other. He's a, good, he's a good brother, praise God, because not only did he come to save me and you, but he also came to be an example to me and you of what it is that we ought to do so we can be able to live the life that God has out in store for me and you. Well, praise God, we are sons of God. J- Jesus is son of God. We found out that that word son right there is the word huio, which is talking about son, but it does not tell us what kind of son, praise God. But we found out that that's why the adjective was stuck in front, and that's why he's a beloved son so we can know exactly what kind of son he was. We found out that word beloved means dear, and we found out why he was dear is because he's near, because he continuously remained close to God and in line, stayed in line with God and did what, exactly what his father wanted him to do so that he can be able to give an example to me and to you of what we ought to do too. We ought to be people that desire to be close sons of God too. And so, therefore, we are, some of us have made a decision that we're going to be close sons, just like he was too. Because we found out that as a son of God, you can be an immediate son or a remote son. You could be a close son or you could be a distant son. Well, we've time out for being distant sons. It's time for us to become close sons. It's time for us to be remote sons. It's time for us to be immediate sons. Because God is asking us to draw near to him so that as we get near to him, then we can then be able to live out the life that a son of God is supposed to be able to live out. That is a powerful life. That is an awesome life. That's a life where all your needs is met, and you don't have to sweat. Good to see you, sis. That's a life where everything will be able to work out well for you, and you could also be able to work out for others, too. That's a good life that God has planned for you. Now, the question is, are we willing to do what he wants us to do so that he can be able to do what he wants to do for me and you? Well, we're going to do what he asks us to do. Turn over to James chapter 4. Praise God. Second of the foundational text before I get into today's stuff. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. James chapter 4. Because an invitation has been extended to us by God to draw near to Him. He told us He wanted us to draw near to Him. And near to Him is what we're going to do. We're going to get closer and closer like He desires me and you. We found out in James chapter 4, verse 7, it reads Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and He will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Well, God has invited us to draw nigh to Him. Praise God. We found out that word draw now means to make near. God wants us to get near to him. We need to make ourselves get near to him. We need to do what's necessary to get near to him. We need to purpose in our hearts and then get up off our back parts and begin to start doing what's necessary to get near to him. We found out that that word also is talking about that we need to approach him, to be at hand, to come, to come near him. And then we draw close to him like he wants us to. Well, that's God's desire for me and you. But drawing near to God is not just a matter of being in proximity, but drawing near to God is beginning to start doing what's necessary to be able to live out the life that God wants us to do too. Because if you're going to draw nigh to somebody, then you're going to need to line up with that person enough to be able to stay with that person like they want you to. That's why the next part of this verse comes and tells us another thing that we ought to do. Praise God. And we found out that it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. See, God wants to end our double-mindedness. God wants us to begin to be locked in on what it is that he wants us to think and do. Lock in on what it is he has in store for me and you. Lock in on how it is that we ought to conduct ourselves as sons of God too. Because many of us have been operating like we, you know, are are part in the world and part in Christ. Part in the world and part in Christ. And see, Satan has been helping us do that so that we won't get what we're supposed to get because the Bible says a double-minded man should expect to receive nothing from God. Nada zero. That's what you get from God. If you don't do it the way God said do well, it's time for the church of the God to lock in and do what God wants them to do. It's time for us to lock in and be able to live out the life that God intends for me and you. And part of that is, is for us to be able to enjoy some of the results of intimacy with God. That's why we've been working on sinlessness, a result of intimacy with God, sinlessness, a result of intimacy with God. Because God has not only extended an invitation to me and you to be able to draw nigh to him, but it's also extended an invitation to me and you to live out the life that he's got planned for me and you. Because if the truth is anywhere near told, if anybody was in here on fire and not cold, they would go ahead and tell the truth and say that we're not living out all that God wants us to live out. Amen, praise God, amen We Because we're not doing everything that it is that we're supposed to do And we're not not doing some of the things God said not do But I thank God that that's that's what's before That ain't no more, we about to move forward And all that God has in store, praise God Let the church say amen, amen. Because we want to do what our father wants us to do Because if we're going to be a son like Jesus is a son And he said I don't say nothing other than what my father say, And I don't do anything other than what I see my father do Well it's time for me and you to line up with that too See, a lot of us came into Christianity under the idea of being able to stop the fight and to get fire insurance, so we ain't got to go to hell. And I, and I got good news to tell that if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you ain't got to make that your destination. But, amen, because God has already changed that. you now heaven-bound. You can go ahead and smile and not frown because you headed up to heaven and stuff. But it don't stop there because God said, I want my will to be done on earth, even as it is in heaven, which means that God only wants you to have a wonderful life in heaven. He wants you to have a wonderful life right here. And in order to have the wonderful life right here, we got to now slam the door shut for that punk devil to be able to come up in the middle of our lives and call all this stuff to be able to happen in the middle of our lives. Because God delivered me and you so that we can be able to live out the life that he has in store for me and you. He told us in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I am coming that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. Well, in order for that to happen, he, he came and nullified the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil so that the devil's works wouldn't have any more effect in the midst of our lives. But unfortunately, although he's delivered me and you from, um, from, from, from what it is that the devil did do, but he's, we're still getting back involved in the things that we ought not to do. That's why drawing closer to God, one of the benefits of that is to allow us to be able to begin to recognize what should we do? What should we not do? How should we conduct ourselves? How should we not conduct ourselves? Because if you want to stick with somebody that's, and stay close to them too, you need to find out what pleases them so that you can be able to line up with that too. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Because a lot of you guys, praise God, amen. You, I can tell when you start you sniffing around somebody a little bit, praise God, because you get to dressing a little different, smelling a little different. Praise God. Amen. You comb your hair. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And do something up in there. You, you, you get to change in your actions. Why? Because you want to be close to somebody. You want to get near somebody. And you ladies do the same thing too. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get to looking a little spiffier, a little nicer and stuff like that when you think somebody looking at you. Praise God. When you think something. I know I'm telling the truth. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because you want, you know, you know what it takes to be there. Praise God. And, 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 and if you get there and find out that you're doing something that ain't going to keep you there, then you're willing to make adjustments. So that you can stay there. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Praise God, You're willing to make adjustments. If they hike your hair a little longer, you grow it longer. If you hike your hair a little shorter, you might snip it a little bit, a little bit shorter. Brothers see that she like earrings. I go put some earrings in my, ear, in my ears and my nose. What? And even have them sticking out of my toes if that's what makes, it, makes you smile. That's what I'm going to do. You know it's true. So don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, God said, ain't that something you do that for a funky piece of flesh, but you won't do it for me. Isn't that interesting how you do it for somebody that might not even want to be with you, but I've already declared my love for you and you won't do what I've asked you to do. So we're learning to draw a little closer to God so that we can be able to line up with God so we can be able to find out what kind of stuff he like, don't like, what he like to do, what he don't like to do so that we can begin to start rolling with him like we're supposed to. Praise God. That's why God is inviting us to draw near because God wants to illuminate some things for me and you. Some things that we didn't even recognize that we did or did not do because we found out sin is not just talking about the big stuff. Praise God. Even though if that's in there, we ought to do something about that. But he's not just talking about the big stuff. It's talking about both sins of omission as well as sins of commission, which means that there's things that God has told us to do. That will be a benefit to me and you. But yet many of us have forgot about it because of the life we live and the things that goes on in our life. But God wants to re- re-illuminate that to me and you so that we can recognize, oh, yeah, that's right. This is what you said you wanted me to do so that we can begin to start lining that up too. praise God. Last time we got together, praise God, we find out how a young man cleanses his way. And that's by hiding God's word in his heart, because when you put God's word in your heart, it'll be able to cause you to then be able to understand what you ought to do. And it'll be able to allow you to be able to step forward into the things that God has in store for you. But we found out the key to that is that you've got to esteem what God says to you when God says it to you. That you've got to regard it highly. You've got to be favorable toward it. You've got to begin to regard it with respect and admiration. Be glad that he gave you that information. You've got to begin to consider it as something of certain value. Not something that you just cast away, throw away, or lay aside to do on another day. But you'd be willing to do exactly what God has to say. And you ought to make this your judgment and your opinion. To the point that once God shares with you what he has to say about a matter, that ought to be what you say about the matter. Once God says that this is what I think about the matter, that ought to be what we begin to think about the matter. Because God is right all the time. I love a God that's never wrong. Praise God. God is right all the time. And if he said this is so, then that's so. If he said that's no, then baby, that's no. And if God said this is what I need you to do and this is what I don't need you to do, we ought to lift up our hands and shout and rejoice because now we know what's true. We know that this is what we do and this is what we don't do. And then we line it up and do what it is that God wants us to do. Today you're going to learn a little bit more about that and how it's going to bless into you. And by the way, we remember we found out that you got to get this in your heart. It can't be in your head. Because if it's only in your head, it, it won't be long before you don't won't do what God said. Amen. Because remember, the, the mind is the battlefield. Praise God. And that's where Satan is sending off those missiles and rockets and stuff like that. To be able to go inside of your head so that you can forget all about what God said. Amen. Because although he told you what to do and what to not do, then he sent that little cutie by you. And you forget all about what God said to you. Thank God for putting this word in our heart. Because when we won't put this word in our heart, we won't be leaning over so much, get out of balance, and then do something what we ought not do. Psalms number 37. See, we need to get this stuff up in our heart. Why? So that it can become a part of us. Because once it gets in your heart, it'll become a part of you. No different when you get the food in your belly and it becomes a part of you. When the food hits your belly, it begins to digest, break down, and then it becomes a part of your bloodstream. And then it'll pass through every, into every part of your body, and it'll become a part of you. When you get the word of God in your heart, it does the same thing, too. That's when it gets in you, and it'll become a part of you. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not as he thinks in his head. How he thinks in his heart, so is he. So whatever's in your heart in abundance is how you're going to live your life, because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Psalms number 37, let's look at one of the reasons why it's so important to get this word up in your heart. Verse, Psalms number 37, stanza number 31. It reads like this. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. None of his steps shall slide. That word slide right there means to waver. Not, not one of your steps will waver when, 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 when God's law is in your heart. Not a single step will waver when God is in your heart. It also translates to slip. You won't slip, trip, dip, and do nothing else other than what you ought to do. No matter how she equipped. Is anybody hearing me up in here? When you line up and do what it is that God told you to do. You will not slip, dip, or trip, or do anything else no matter how she equipped. As long as you do what it is that God said do. When that word get up on the inside of you, you will not sin against him. When, you, when that word get up on the inside of you, you will do what God tells you to do. And you will not slip, you will not trip. Praise God, you're going to do everything that God says to do. That's because when God's word is in our heart, we we won't have, when God's word, it, when God's word is in our heart, you got to spit it out sometime. When God's word is in our heart, we won't have the heart to sin against God. Because whatever's in your heart is what you'll have the heart to do. And when God's word is in your heart, you'll have the heart to do what God said to do. But that's the problem with most folk. They're trying to do something God said do without it in their heart. But you got to get it in your heart. Because once it gets in your heart, it won't part. And it'll be a part of you. And you'll be able to do everything that God wants you to do. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. Maybe that'll help. It renders verse 31 this way. It says, the law of his God is in his heart. He will never make a false step. He will never make a false step. Never make a false step. The word never means not ever, at no time, not at any time, not at all, absolutely not, to no extent or degree. That's what the word never means. It means not ever will I ever, ever, ever sin against my God once this word gets in my heart. I will never, ever, ever sin against my God when this word is in my heart. Not at no time. That means that even in the midnight hour, I won't have to worry about taking no cold shower because I will do what God said do. Not at any time. Not at all. Absolutely not. I like that. You don't have to like that. Absolutely not. That means ain't no, see there's no wavering in your steps wants this word get up on the inside of you. Is that the reason why Satan fights getting his word in you? Is that the reason why he wants to make sure that this word never gets in your heart? Is that one of the reasons why he try to keep you from meditating God's word so this word does not get in your heart? Is this one of the reasons why he try to make sure you don't keep listening and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word so it don't get in your heart? Because he knows once that thing get in your heart, you and him are going to part and you never know going to do what it is that he's trying to lead you and guide you to do. None of those things he used to trick you to do, but from that point forward, this thing won't be hard, but it'll be easy for you. See, a lot of people have difficulty not doing what God said do or difficulty doing what God said don't do. They have difficulty with it. But their difficulty is demonstrating the difficulty that God has had in getting it in their heart. Because the only reason why it's difficult is because you haven't got it in your heart. But baby, once you get this thing in your heart, it's easy. God said, to, God, God, God said, my, my commandments are not grievous. Ain't nothing hard about what I said do Ain't nothing difficult about what we say to do. The difficulty is in making a decision to do what God said do in terms of getting it in our heart so that once it's in our heart, it then becomes easy to do because now it's just you. Now it's you, which means it's just what you do. I'm teaching up in here. It's just you. See, God's intention is for us as his children is for us to never sin. God's intention for us as his children is for us to never sin. That's God's will for our lives. God's will for our lives is that we don't sin. God's will for our lives is is that we don't sin. That's God's will for our lives. It always was, always is, and always will be his will for our lives. That's why when he made man, he made him sinless initially. And then told him exactly what to do. Do not partake of the fruit that's on that tree. Because that's when you're going to have the the knowledge of good and evil. But prior to that, all you're going to have is the knowledge of good. Because all you're going to experience is good. Because God is good and everything that is about God is good. But if you slip up and do what he don't say do, that's when evil comes into the midst of your life. And none of us want evil. Everybody say, ooh. Ooh. We don't want no evil up in the middle of our lives, bless God. So what we ought to do is find out what God said do and just do what God said do and everything's going to work out well for me and you. It's real simple. People try to make it complicated, but it's not complicated. Just do what God said do and everything will work out well for us. Yes, it will. So God's will is for us not to sin. Therefore, God equipped us to be able to do that. God don't never tell you to do something that you can't do. God don't never tell you to do something that you can't do. God ain't going to never invite you to do something or require you to do something that he's not going to give everything necessary for you to accomplish what he told you to do. If God said, go take that mountain, he's going to give you every weapon necessary to be able to take that mountain and make it happen for you. If God told you to go get that education, he's going to give you the smarts to be able to handle the education that he got ahead for you. God's going to give you the finances to pay for it. God's going to give you the ability to be able to handle it. God's going to give you everything necessary to be able to do what it is he said to do. Because wherever God guides, God provides. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Well, if God is saying, I don't want you to sin, then that means he's going to give me what's necessary so I don't sin. He's going to be able to help me to be able to not sin. Because otherwise, why would you expect me to do something that you already know I can't do? Since you know everything. Because you know he know everything, right? So therefore, he must know something that we don't know. That's why there's something he wants to show. That's why there's something he wants to show. Woo, I like this stuff. Y'all don't even have to like this stuff. Turn over to Proverbs chapter. No, don't go there. Go to Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. See, God's plan is always for there to be a people who don't sin against him. God's intention has always been to get his word in our hearts so that we can be his people for real. And he could be our God for real. I mean, on the for tip. Is anybody hearing me up in here on the show? enough, show enough. That's what he wants. He wants us to be his God. He wants us to be his people for real. Not some people that he has to check our card or look in the land's book of life to see if we really are his people. Does by him me up at him? Yes, but he can just be able to look at our life and say, yep, that's one of mine right there. Ooh, that's one of mine right there. I see how they're walking this thing out, living this thing out.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning about the pathways we can take to have that increased intimacy with God that He wants to have with us. I hope even more that you're learning to take the pathways to the intimate relationship that God wants to have with us so our God can get what He wants to have with us. That is, increase intimacy between Him and us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always special when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just a thing for all the single unmarried people in San Antonio Salon, and surrounding areas to be, We invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio Salon, and surrounding areas to come out to our g to be. That's our glorified to be unique in His Singles Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay happy pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. It's done on the fourth Friday of every month. for All the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food, fun, and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until. Hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need on, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single things with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing words we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word?